Forum, the first podcast. Um, so yeah, let me start off by introducing myself. So I'm not going to give you my real name. There's a few things that I'm going to be talking about. Situations, circumstances, places of work, whatever. So for now, my name's Frankie. And uh, as the profile says, if you guys have read it, I'm, uh, I'm ex-army. Uh, joined in 2002, uh, the age of 16. Uh, came two weeks after I left school. Uh, spent six years in, uh, in the infantry. Uh, did a few jobs while I was in there, you know, a few sort of uh, specialist areas. Uh, and often some courses on signals, uh, team medics. Uh, and then spent a few years doing uh, reconnaissance and surveillance. Came out, and yeah, and then went out into the big wide world. And, uh, I mean, you know, listening to podcasts for a little while now. And, you know, people like Joe Rogan. Uh, just the name one, Ricky Gervais. I just thought, you know, these guys are out there putting their, their views and opinions out to the world. And, you know, I'm an opinionated person. You know, I've got an opinion on most things. So I thought, you know, let me, let me get my voice out there. So I try and do some as much as, uh, as, much as I can, maybe once or twice a week. I'll be talking about various different things, you know, coming to my head during the week, whether that be in do the news just kind of funny topics that I think come off the top of my head to, you know, as I'm out and about in my day. So yeah, you know, some people might be offended by what I say, some people won't, some people may agree, some people don't agree, but that's the society we live in nowadays, you know, that's the, that's the luxury that we have, that we can afford to have these values, you know, we're not persecuted for having our own views and opinions over these things. So yeah. You know, if we want to start talking about things that are going on at the moment, you know, obviously, what's going on with this thing with, with Russia at the moment, you know, between the, the UK and Russia, there's uh, it's, it's bad, you know, bad blood going on. And you've got to look at this as as what it is. You know, it's just, some people might just brush over this. This is, this is quite a big thing, you know. Russia, <laughs> Putin must be must be getting some sleepless nights at the moment because his KGB ninjas that he had over in the UK to try and get this this ex-spy and his daughter they they messed up big stuff they fucked up they dropped a nerve agent on sovereign territory you know let's, let's not forget this this was a chemical attack in the UK okay everyone says about terrorists ISIS everything like that ISIS have done a chemical attack this is, this is only a nerve agent that can be found in Russia. Right, so you've asked the question, it's only in Russia. You know, that's why everyone's getting so excited about it and everything like that. You know, Theresa May, you know, a lot of people may not like her. She's got, you know, she's got a lot of stuff on her mind. Like she's got a lot on her plate, especially with stuff like that. Because a lot of the world will be looking at her to see how strong she is at this moment. And things like Brexit going on. Now this, how is she going to be able to function? You know, how is she going to operate as a leader? You know, what is the what is the country going to do kind of behind her? Because if you look at this this country at the moment, and I don't want to turn this into like a political kind of podcast where we just sit here and we just you know slag off the government for every bad thing that they do, or they you know then we start highlighting some of the good things that they do. But we're always you know I, I don't want to turn it into that. You know I want to you know I want to focus on kind of key highlights and maybe just give my kind of voices and opinion about these things. You know, this country's, this country at the moment, you know, 
we're, we're riding the boat. We're riding that wave. You know, sometimes we're up, sometimes we're down. You know, sometimes the rest of the world looks to us, you know, for, for the answers or something. But then in other times, people must just look at us and just think, my God, what kind of an era are you living in? We're, I mean, I, I'll give you an example. This is this was one of the things that I was writing down about and start maybe talking about is contradictions in this country, you know, things that certain people are allowed to do and get away with, whereas other people aren't. I'll give you an example of that, Alfred Solomon. For those of you who don't know, Alfred Solomon was a young uh, British boy, uh, diagnosed with very, very severe illness, and his, pa- his parents, sorry, basically, you know, they, they tried every single medical avenue that they possibly could, and they went down the medical cannabis route, and it worked. Know, the the Laufey, his, his signs and symptoms, they started to disappear with the use of medical cannabis. Um, and they moved out of the UK because they couldn't afford to go to the States to get it, but they could go to the Netherlands and they, you know, they, they could use the treatment over there to help them. But, you know, they started to run out of money, they came back to the UK, they turned around to the government and said, want to use medical cannabis, you know, it's, it has proved benefits, you know, with his, with his seizures, he never lost seizures, you know, up to, up to 30 seizures a day for a young kid, you know, there's something, this isn't an adult, okay, this isn't an adult who suddenly develops an illness later on in his life, okay, this is a child, uh, you know, born into this world, and, you know, he's, he's come in, and he's been, you know, he's been born with this, this illness, whatever you want to call it, he's not having any quality of life. But then his his parents find something that give him that quality of life. Somebody you know, who doesn't know this turns around and says, no, really sorry, you know, we we don't acknowledge the medical benefits that this this plants, you know, and something like cannabis is a plant. Okay. We're not acknowledging the medical benefits that this plant has. And there was huge uproar about it because, you know, I mean, there's a big kind of stoners movement going on in the UK. For those of you who do or don't know about it, the, the cannabis scene in the UK now is huge, you know, and a lot of people still have that old kind of misconception that everybody that smoked cannabis is a dirty hippie. You know, they all sit around in the field with flowers in their hair and, you know, it's like the old wacky backy. It's just a lot, lot different now. And everybody, you know, you kind of, a lot of people have got over that stigma now that, that came from cannabis. I'm enjoying it, you know. I know my, my parents have both tried it, you know, neither one liked it. That's their choice. But the more you speak to people nowadays, you know, once you kind of get to know people on the social web, you start talking to them about, you know, like cannabis and stuff like that, they all turn to the edge, you know what, I like to have a cheeky joint every now and again, you know, there's no harm in it, and to be honest, when have you ever met an angry stoner, you know, let's, let's, let's think about this from a, from a Friday night, Saturday night point of view, you know, five or six guys out and about in town, you know, especially a few Yelsh Bandellas getting on the packet, you know, they, sometimes they can turn nasty. Well, you know, you get one guy out, you know, he's out, he smokes a joint, it's just that happy guy in the pub, you know, that's tucking away on all the 
crisps and peanuts behind the bar. But anyway, we're moving away from, from the topic of, of little alpha. So eventually, you know, the, the government turned around after, after a huge petition was signed. You know, there was a huge online campaign for the government to reconsider their opinion on, on issuing a, a medical cannabis license to, to Alpha Solomon. And eventually, they gave him they gave him a three month they gave him a three month license. And you know, a lot of people saw that as a good sign. And it, and it is when you when you consider the amount of um, the amount of petitions that people sign every year for the debate to be discussed in the House of Commons for the legalisation of medicinal and recreational use of marijuana. You know, that, that petition gets signed every year by, you know, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people in the UK. And it became a lot more prevalent when Alfie Solomon came into the headlines because of the fact he was a young child, you know, and because of the fact that, you know what, not necessarily the, the way that it was portrayed in the media, but I think the media did a very good job of, of you know, bringing to light how this kid sounds. I mean, nobody wants to kind of, you know, no parent, I mean, I'm a parent myself, nobody wants to, nobody wants to sit there and highlight the issues that their child has, you know, and kind of play a huge, huge flag around and say, look at my child, they have up to 30, you know, it's not nice for that person to do, to highlight it in such a manner. But in certain cases, you need to do that. You know, you need to kind of, you need to light that fire and say, look over here, look is what is going on, you know. And they had, you know, they had the, the proof there between, them, you know, of, of how he is um, whilst receiving this, this, this cannabis treatment, how he is off the treatment. You know, and he finally got that license, which, you know, was like I'm saying to good move for, you know, the UK, as it were, to catch up with Look at the rest of the countries around the world that are acknowledging this now. It's coming along, you know, the countries that you never even think of, you know, Israel, for example. You know, they've, they've just had this, this passed in their, their laws over there, you know, to do medicinal cannabis. So why can't, you know, the countries like the UK take note so they issued this license to let out. Yeah, that's really good. But then other people went, hold on, if he can get it, then why can't this person, or why can't that person? And, you know, well, on my name, she suffers from really bad arthritis, and she can really, so, you know, this, there could be, you know, this, this, this that they could have set that ball rolling in motion, where this, you know, could be that kind of key turning point, maybe in the, History in the UK that the government does change their stance on this. So, who knows? Let's see. But you know what? What, what makes you laugh on this? The MP who is, you know, is against, sorely, sorely against the legalisation of uh, the Amber Rudd. You know, if you do your research into her, you look at her husband. Her, her husband has a 45 hectare, I believe, 45 hectare piece of land in Norfolk where he has the government granted license to grow marijuana. The UK, and I didn't realise this until the other day, you can go online and you can Google it. The UK is the world's leading supplier of medical. 
patterns. Just let that sink in for a second. World's leading supplier. Not America, you know, who in however many states, you know, they've got in recreation, being, you know, medicinal open medical purposes. Okay. That's, that's something, you know, and every year the government like, no, marijuana is a gateway drug. Marijuana is psychotic. I personally don't believe it is. You know, I don't know what kind of strains or where the science is to get hold of this to be the dentist. I just, I, I didn't smoke the joint. Decided to go on a you know massive rampage. The only rampage that I ever went on if I smoked was eating. You know, walking into the walking into the kitchen and absolutely destroying the fridge. You know, and eating everything inside. Maybe that's what they're all about. You know, maybe that's the psychosis side of it. Then smoking weed turns you into the cookie monster. You know, who knows? But anyway, I digress. You know, I'll just start these off today. I'm in the car and like, don't worry if all of you, uh, any of you are listening, actually, we need to see this. We need to see if this motherfucker gets out there first. You know, hopefully a couple of people listen to this. But don't worry, I'm using headphones in the car. Safety first. Gotta be careful downtowns. The police there, they're on they're on top of it nowadays for a lot of us, you know. You know they're, they're picking us up on all these silly little things now. And it's not it's not a silly little thing when you think about it, you know. It is quite a prevalent thing using the mobile phone. It's not good. We all do it. You know, let's let's be honest here. We all come to a set of traffic lights, we'll pick our phones up quickly. Check to see if the Mrs. Fontana thing on the way home, or what have you forgotten? You know, how long are you going to be? You know, but those people that sit there when they're driving along, you know, 30, 40 miles an hour, whatever, and they're on their phone, Facebook, WhatsApp, Snapchat, and whatever, you know, that I don't agree with. You know, but if you just stop at the traffic lights, you know, you're going anywhere. Someone will argue it's at the toss somewhere if you know it's not the right thing to do. If we shouldn't use it in the car, we shouldn't use it at all in the car. You know, there's pros and cons against it. You know, I'm sure the police are constantly pulling over. Maybe they get fed up with it. You know, maybe they get fed up with pulling people over and just saying, get off your fucking phone. What's wrong with you? You know, because they're making the, you know, they're making the penalties for driving now they're stronger. A lot, lot stronger. And I'm going to, so I'm going to soon find out about that. I just got my, uh, I notice uh, my technosis prosecution through for the second time. Second time. Not the proudest moment, I'm not gonna lie. Not gonna proudest moment. But you know first one, I'm gonna put it out there, it wasn't you know, it wasn't my fault. I tried to I tried to argue it, I tried to fight it in court, didn't work, you know. And I actually came first hand in touch with, you know, not in, in touch, so I, I came face to face with Basically, a copper who lied through his back teeth, you know, we'll call it crooked, yeah, crooked, we'll call it a crooked copper, that's what he was, he lied through his back teeth, so I'll give you, I'll give you the rundown, I'll give you the story of it, about two and a half years ago, just before my, uh, just before the birth of my, uh, my little girl, coming home one night from work, quite late, and um, I'm on my bike, I had a Harley Davidson at the time, uh, 1248 Sportster, um, you know, quite low to the ground, um, 
and driving along, go around a sharp right-hand corner. Now, for those of you that know about Harley-Davidson's and how their exhaust sit, if you go too fast or too sharp around the corner, you're going to catch your exhaust. Now, I had a nice, you know, Vance and Hines, short shock exhausts on, you know, not cheap, not cheap buying things, you know, buying this just the imagination, but I'm not going to, you know, risk scraping my exhaust, which is what I would have done if I'd have gone around this particular corner at that speed. This guy pulls me over, reckons he caught me coming off a right-hand bend, quite a sharp right-hand bend, doing 55 miles an hour in a 30 zone. Argued with him, argued, argued, argued with him on the side of the road about this. And, you know, he just tried to exercise his right of being a cunt. There's no other way, you know, to, to say it. And people, you know, so if anyone listens, you know, they might turn and say, oh, yeah, he's doing his job. Yeah, do you know what? He does do his job. I'm, you know, I'm not taking that away from the guy. The copper was doing his job, but I was not doing that speed going around that corner. You know, when I argued with him on the side of the road about it, he then starts going around the bike, starts trying to pick me up for the, you know, the tread on my tyres, the noise, trying to tell me that I'd never passed an MOT with my exhaust, that my insurance was invalid. He was looking for any excuse to take that bike off me, to exercise his right of being a dick. And that was all he was doing. He was exercising his right of being a dick. And it wasn't until, you know, a couple of weeks later that, you know, I found out about this guy. And he's notorious for it around the area that I work. Anybody that I work with that's been pulled over for speeding has been pulled over by this guy. So anyway, I waited for all the paperwork and everything to come through. And I, it came through. And everything on this bit of paper was wrong. You know, I think the only thing that this guy had on this, you know, on the on his statement that was true was the registration of my bike and my address and my name. That was it. The location where he claimed that he was sat in, you know, a marked police car. He reckoned that he was sat on the corner of a road, which I would have seen him coming up to anyway. You know, let's let's be honest. Police vehicles aren't designed to be stealthy. You know, and he, he caught up with me three miles down the road from his alleged, you know, plotting up location of where he caught me on the laser gun. Three miles in a police vehicle on sirens with blues on. You know, with the blues and twos on. Reckons it took him three over three miles to catch up with me on a Harley Davidson. Now, it's a Harley Davidson. Some people say, yeah, it's a Harley Davidson, they're quick. No, they're all right, yeah. The, the smaller sports, the models, yes, they're nippy. But if you are sat in a fully marked police car, suits up police car, you know, these, these things aren't your standard, you know, rolled out of the factory cars. These things are souped up to have a bit of oomph behind them and a bit of power. No, no, not at all. You know, I'm trying to say that my insurance was invalid and my tyres. For any of you that know about, you know, Harley Davidson's and a Sportster's, a Sportster 48 tyres, they're big, big, chunky tyres. And, you know, big, deep treads on them. You know, you, you know, tread on your tyres. No, it's not, mate. You know, let's, let's not, you know, let's not lie about this. And you call them up on it, you know, and they just, they're just absolute arseholes about it. 
But anyway, I digress. I need to take a short break now. And uh, I should be back with you momentarily. Back in. But I'm in a bit of a pickle this morning. I'm on my way to work and I can't find my ID to get into work anywhere. Which could cause me a little bit of issues today. But we'll see what happens. We shall see what happens. I cannot remember for love nor money where I put that motherfucker yesterday. But hey ho. We'll see what happens. So yeah, off to work. I'm going to be late. But much I can do about it at the moment. We have to go and find these things. We have to proceed to be trying to make an effort. Uh, yeah, it's work. It's 17 minutes past four in the morning. I was supposed to start in like 10 minutes. Well, 23 minutes. Okay, 13 minutes. So 13 minutes. But, you know, it's just the last one today. And then uh, I'm off to a, a friend's wedding this afternoon. Grandma down to look after the little one, so me and the missus will be having a few little drinks tonight. I can see I'm trying to get leg over as well. <laughs> Why fucking? Yeah, it's the last day today, so I work out. I work on a shift pattern. I always work the early shifts. My uh, my partner and I we work opposite shifts, so I always work the early shifts. Anywhere from uh, 4:30 starts to 6:15. Finish anywhere from uh, 12:45 to half past two. Some people might think, "Oh God, half four starts in the morning." They are. Don't get me wrong. They can be absolutely fucking horrendous. They really can. But the way I look at it, I'm done by you know quarter one. I'm home by half one, quarter two. I get to spend the rest of the day with my little one and the missus. You know, if she's not working. And the dog. You know, so swings and roundabouts. You know, some people might say, oh yeah, but you know, you don't get your weekends off when you want. No, you don't, but, you know, there's, there's perks, there's, there's advantages, disadvantages to, to shift work. You know, I mean, like me going to work in the morning, 25 minutes, 25 minutes from my house to, to you know, to work. But I'm leaving for work, you know, 3.30 in the morning. And uh, there's got to be something going wrong if you're coming in at traffic at 3.30 in the morning. You know, and it has its ups and its downs, so I'm not going to lie. You know, certainly leaving this afternoon, I think it might take me a little bit longer getting home. Friday afternoon, got to hit the glorious M25, and uh, some of you may or may not know how much of a fucking joy that is to go around sometimes. You know, even if it is in good traffic or hasn't got roadworks, it just can be an absolute joy. But yeah, you know what, sometimes, you know, when your day's off and stuff like that, it sort of works a little bit better coming up towards, like, you know, big holidays and stuff like that. You know, like, Christmas, Valentine, whatever. You know, the, the kind of big ones where everyone rushes to the shops and just buys out everything on the weekends. You know, if you get your Mondays and Tuesdays off, you know, or if you're off during the week, you manage to go out and get your shopping done. You know, you know, maybe it's not as, not as busy. Uh, one of the perks of doing it, but, you know. So the job, you know, what do I do for, for jobs? I'm a, for want of a better word, operations manager. Uh, working at one of the UK's busiest airports. Should give you a big, big uh, clue as to where it is. So yeah, operations manager for one of them. It's not a bad job, I suppose. It pays the bills. It's not a bad company to uh, to work for. Um, you know, I suppose with, with any company, it's got its ups and its downs. 
you know, the more you, the more you put yourself, you know, into a company, you know, you, you may look at the companies from a, from an outside point of view and think, wow. But then actually when you get there, that kind of amazement wow just turns into a wow. You know, you know what I mean on that one? You know, you look at certain things and you just think, my God, how can you operate as a company? Anyway, I digress. So yeah, so the the main kind of things about the role, you know, you're out about passenger passenger facing role really, you know, out and about kind of you know helping assisting, whether that be passengers, airlines, whatever. I don't really get too much into that. I don't really know kind of talk too much about what I get up to and stuff, my uh, my work and stuff. You know, I want to kind of keep these things a little bit light-hearted, not delve too much into them, don't get too serious about them. Be the first one at the end of the day, you know, and uh, I didn't actually know when I started, you know, thinking about recording this this morning. I was going to do one last night actually. I started to sat, um, sat at home after I put my little one to bed. I was just going to kind of, you know, sit down and start talking about a few things, but I just thought, you know what, let me just kind of, you know, just have a waffle. You know, it's the first one. There's always room for improvement, you know. Maybe I get some feedback on this, maybe I don't. Anyone does want to, you know, point out a few, you know, give me a few hints and tips on these things. That kind of advice helps, you know, lots of people. So my nose up here. Who knows? Maybe in a couple of years' time, I'll be looking back on this one as the first one, and I've made my millions doing this. We shall see. We shall see. Next, next top DJ. We'll see. So, anyway, I'm just coming up to uh, just coming up to work now. So I'm, I'm going to sign off on this one for this morning. So uh, yeah, first one, the first podcast from, uh, from me, Frankie, talking vet. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see how far this one gets out. I don't know what I've got to do on Anchor uh, at the moment. It's nice, just just before I end this, a bit of a shameless plug. Anchor, you know, as a company, well done for this, man. So. Good little idea, you know, throwing this out, getting my friends' podcasts out onto an app. We'll talk about that nowadays. Yeah, we'll talk about that maybe in the next one of, of technology, how scary technology is nowadays. Not scary, but the advancement of technology. That's maybe a topic for another another podcast. I'll write that one down and we'll come back to it a little bit later. But anyway, guys, whatever you do, I hope you have a blessed day. And uh, catch up with you guys soon.